0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Split Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Rankin, who uh, had a nice little, little vacation here, um, getting ready after the, the Rams' big win on the Super Bowl. And now, Dylan, we have officially reached the offseason, and this is where um, rumors run wild, we start doing all sorts of speculation, and that's what we do best, uh, is try to figure out what's going to happen, and as we know in the NFL not always easy to do that because of um trying to connect the dots especially in free agency and all the you know possible deals that are out there and before you know it the nfl draft will be here so we're gonna have some fun with free agency for now and we start looking ahead dylan there's a lot of good players that are going to be out there on the market as always um you know there's just a a lot of interesting storylines that we could see play out with a lot of these different players you know like we've talked about there's just there's quite an assortment of talent out there um guys you expect to not go anywhere you know like a Devontae Adams and and guys like that and you've got others you know perhaps an Odell Beckham um you know there's some other wide receivers out there Juju quarterbacks um Bridgewater guys like that Jameis it's gonna be interesting to see kind of how this whole thing unfolds but as always expect the unexpected in free agency
1: yeah, not often are we going to be making predictions like we did with Tom Brady going to the Bucks and actually be <laughs> right with that. Yeah. Um, right, we were a little off on the Stafford stuff last year. I know we've talked about it uh, not that long ago, but we I think we had the Colts and the the Niners as two of the likely teams. If Kyle Shanahan was staying at a different hotel in Cabo, maybe they would have actually gotten Stafford. Could have been a whole different <laughs> scenario for the for the future. But yeah, it is. We kind of talked before the podcast. Right now, we usually, I mean, the last couple of years, especially last year, we started having. A lot of rumors and different things coming out shortly after the Super Bowl, and it just feels kind of eerily quiet because of, you know, everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens, I feel like, with Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to dictate so much of some of the other QB markets and where guys are going, but yeah it's uh it's tough tougher to predict these things maybe sometimes in uh the draft where even if you don't necessarily always predict the right players it's you do get a good idea of what teams are honing in on position wise and that makes it easier also the fact that the cap's gonna i believe supposed to set to go up about like 26 million dollars higher than a year ago in 2021 uh so that's going to give teams more space all the restructures teams are doing uh you look at also, some teams that are going to have tons of space that are already feel like they have uh, uh, good situations, especially at quarterback with the teams like the Bengals and the Chargers. So, yeah, it's, it's hard at this point to really know exactly what teams are going to do. Also, so many pending free agents from contenders. It's kind of an, an all-over-the-place position, but, yeah, still fun to start looking at this. Probably some more rumors by the time we actually get to free agency. Some of these things might change. I'm sure a lot will come out even by the time this episode comes out on Thursday compared to Wednesday. Right now, again though no, it's it's kind of more quiet we're we're going more off of where we think fits are uh makes sense and what ultimately could happen for some of the bigger positions but guys that are more on the fringes i mean there's just so many and like fringes i don't mean like bad players still probably in the top 20 uh, 30 players on the free agent market but like once you get outside of a few guys it's like man i'm sure i'm sure a lot of teams would love to have them and uh yeah. i'm sure some teams also maybe they if they keep guys there's still a lot of teams that are going to be willing to use the franchise tag even if that is uh, with the caveat of eventually trading a player if they can't uh, agree to a long-term deal. One that comes to mind there is definitely Devontae Adams. If if Rodgers really does demand a trade or retires, I, I, it's hard to imagine Devontae wanting to stay long term in green bay i think ultimately you know, we'll get to this kind of stuff in a sec but i think that is one one of the players that if, he could be a, uh, tagged and possibly traded if aaron wasn't coming back and he's not the only one there's definitely other guys where we've seen that kind of thing happen to make sure a team doesn't get nothing in return uh for these players um but uh definitely not the the practice that teams love the practice that you know players don't exactly love the franchise tag
0: yeah that is a very good point point. and i mean like you said it's and we've got this uh, this pro football focus. They, they've got a really good, mm-hmm. um, you know, in depth article here looking at the top fifty free agents, and, and basically as we try to do as well, we, we try to make our predictions on where they're going to wind up. And of course, at the top is Devonte Adams. Um, with the you know their prediction is that they, he does return to the Packers, and like you said, there are scenarios that could play out where that doesn't happen, but um, it, it's kind of hard to know. And then beyond that, I think the. The top five is pretty interesting, and then we'll we'll get into number six in a second. But, I mean, the top five they have here is, of course, Armstead, um, Taryn Armstead from the Saints uh, with the prediction that he could wind up with the Dolphins. A lot of Dolphins on, on some <laughs> of these uh, big players here. Yep. But Chris Godwin's at three um, with the prediction that the Bucks could be um, a return there. Von Miller uh, is four, and, of course, with the Rams could return there chandler jones which is another uh, pretty big one here Uh, he is number five on their list and they have him uh predicting uh, a potential broncos landing spot for him but i mean that's a look like we said there's a lot of good players but i mean that's a really we're going to talk about the the top you know we'll pick out some of these players in the top 10 too specifically some of the wide receivers because there's an interesting group here but i mean that's a that's an interesting top five and Mm -hmm. again when you think about it right it's like one of these guys goes somewhere i mean it's it's a significant addition, and if you kind of connect the dots on some of these teams, it's like, well, some of these teams that are already in a position to try to win a Super Bowl, um, an addition of one of these guys, you know, for example, the Dolphins trying to, to help their offensive line, that can be significant to get them back in the playoffs. Um, you know, and then, of course, if you're a team like the Bucks, and you, know, you bring back one of your guys, it's been such a, a major part of your, your offense, of course, you lose your quarterback, but yep. – just a lot of I mean Chandler Jones could be a, a huge you know impact on, on whoever I mean can he be the difference for the Broncos I don't know it's just there's a lot of different scenarios here with with these kind of guys
1: yeah these guys are I mean there's a reason they're in top five they're definitely going to be in the most demand Vaughn's market might be a little smaller in terms of teams knowing you know where he has it he's at in his career how much longer he could be playing and being able to hide that out for that really high uh per year average uh that they have predicted here for the rams at two years 34 million i do think the other four players in this top five i mean like every like so many teams would love to have them um just looking at the the receivers here obviously Devonte. uh man like i just said i it's a hard it's hard to imagine him not playing for the packers it's hard for them not to figure it out especially if rogers stays i, I think for sure he'll he'll be back if that's the case if he's not it becomes interesting you get in a weird spot of the possible tagging and where he, if, you know, if the Packers would just look at it as, you know, if he's not going to want to be here long-term, what are we really doing? I'm not sure exactly how that all plays out, but ultimately, yeah, I think the prediction of him staying there is sound. So after that, for all these other, I mean, there's just so many teams that would love to have Chris Godwin. And I, you know, I know I see the prediction, like you mentioned, for the Bucks for him to stay there, but man, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I think he can probably get that kind of offer from a lot of teams that they're putting here at four years, 70 million, with about half that guaranteed, uh, and, you know, obviously the Bucks could tag him and uh, there's different things that could go down to make this work. Uh, but their, and their cap situation isn't, as they mentioned here, uh, absolutely fantastic by any means. So I don't know if he's one guy that I could see. Any number of teams, uh, you know, especially if the Chargers let Mike Williams go. Uh, just imagining Justin Herbert with Chris Godwin has to be an exciting prospect uh, for Charger fans. I don't think of the other teams at the top cap space wise it makes a ton of sense. Maybe you know we'll see. A lot of things are you know one team that's going to be really interesting to follow is the Jaguars. How much are they completely going to retool? And now with uh, still some promising things for what Trevor Lawrence could do, trying to get him a true number one receiver like that. Uh, I wouldn't put it uh, you know off the table. And then to finish with the two pass rushers, I, yeah, Vaughn, going back to the Rams, obviously, I'm hopeful that ends up being the case, just given, you know, especially what he did in the playoffs. And they don't need him to, you, you know, they can limit his snaps more than some other teams. They have so many great bodies on the defensive line beyond just Aaron Donald. I think keeping Vaughn there obviously helps Aaron not potentially retire the the rams also sidebar on that they just uh, got a new extension for their defensive line coach who's a uh, henderson who's a huge uh, huge friend of aaron so that also helps him out and another reason that vaughn could potentially come back so that puts i think chandler jones is more the guy that i'm going to be curious of, uh, in terms of where he could end up because man he pro- probably still underrated for what he did the last few years in arizona <laughs> it was really uh, such a strong player and uh, you know denver at uh, this fit makes a lot of sense. They, you know, they, they did mention how the Rams' uh, secondary coach Averro got hired uh, to be the defensive coordinator. How they're going to probably still be running that same kind of three-four scheme that we've seen with Staley and the Fangio system that they're moving off of head, head coach at least. Um, so, uh, you know, with the secondary they've had, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I could see. Arizona doing a lot to try to bring him back knowing how important he is to that defense. Uh, you know, they don't have the the cap situation and as good of a place, but a lot of these teams as we've talked about previously can restructure a lot of deals and Arizona's a team that even if they you know, losing in the first round wasn't the result they wanted, they were for a while obviously one of the best teams in the NFC. They clearly tried to go all in, right? They they signed JJ Watt and AJ Green and they have these Uh, They bring in more guys on on that team of veteran players. They weren't afraid to go after those kind of uh, people, but I don't know. It's kind of a weird uh, stuff going on there in Arizona, just overall, obviously with all the the Kyler Kingsbury and different things that the Kyler's uh, at least reported discontent at, at certain points with how the organization handled some of the stuff down the stretch in terms of him feeling like he had all the, all the blame for their playoff loss, um, it's just a maybe in a little bit of a flux there, so maybe a team could go in there offer the highest dollar amount. And as much as I, we, I, whenever we talk about these things, I you look at the uh, the the fits for where the teams are and what you know makes sense. And we you think the players want to win on? Obviously, they do. But at the end of the day, if any team just goes out and, and offers like a, a ridiculous amount of money higher, they're probably going to go there regardless. So that is one thing to keep note when I'm saying like you know even with. um some of these guys at the top and, and possibly even godwin there um with uh other teams uh, you know really if if the jaguars like i mentioned like if that team offers enough money and the bucks just can't match it like it's hard to to see him not going anywhere i didn't really mention turn on set i mean it, the dolphins make a ton of sense if not the Bengals um, but I think the Bengals need a little more help probably at guard and the interior of their line Uh, tackles they they could use improvement but I think maybe you know we've seen that teams don't have to invest like insane amount of monies every position uh, to have a competent offensive line but I think the Dolphins are in a place where their offensive line as much as we talk about the Bengals and because of the success they had Miami's was even worse really Um, so I and with the cap space they have I think that that fit makes a ton of sense I just don't yeah it's really hard to see the saints even having a chance with their cap situation as they're trying to kind of you know keep kicking the can down the road i still think they're going to probably eat some of it this year and, and finally kind of pay up a bit and i think armstead is as a result is probably going to be a guy that the saints can't bring back
0: well jc jackson is number six and um well he's not been necessarily <laughs> quiet about um what's yeah. happened there with uh with his scenario and um yeah so so that one obviously has gotten a little bit more interesting based on what he said recently um in ter- NBC Sports uh, Boston I know put out the the story on that and uh let's just say that the Jackson had a pretty strong opinion on what the Patriots seem to think of him as he prepares for free agency there
1: yeah uh, they haven't been in touch with him as you're mentioning since the end of the season about a new contract kind of weird um i know that he got kind of cooked in the the playoff game again by stefan diggs and a lot was made of that but i mean he's still a top tier corner it's it's hard i mean there's a reason that even guys like jalen ramsey give up all the yards obviously um you know, including the the face mask on T. Higgins in the Super Bowl, but the the best corners are still. It's a really hard position. Like you're still going to get give up a lot of um, yards and different things. And I don't know. I still think they they predicted here he'd end up with the Patriots. Still, obviously, maybe the, you know this is just him. Yeah, eventually, if if they offer the contract, maybe it'll all work out. Maybe it's just his way of kind of you know knocking on doors, saying "Wake up, guys. Otherwise, I'm going to be out of here." And I don't know. Uh, you know, they've already. I think by the end of the day the Pats will look at this and see that you know given everything he did this year he's probably you know there's no reason to believe he's just going to like fall back um and and not have a a, another solid season after what he was able to do in 2021 uh and really the last couple seasons um I, I ultimately think they'll probably end up keeping him but yeah those comments right now if you're a Patriots fan keep you a little uneasy and uh, I know the jokes and memes and stuff about that playoff game and some of the things that happened in it are there. But, man, like there's just not, you know, there's not that many just lockdown corners. Like, and he's, you know, even if he's not necessarily as dominant as some of the top couple guys, like he's still one of the best corners in the entire NFL. And I don't think, I you know, we've seen, especially recently. Uh, the the Patriots are willing to pay up for these kind of guys if they really believe you know like they love their value uh, deals and they love bringing in guys that they think are uh, maybe undervalued by their teams that can uh, based on their co- how they coach them up and the scheme and stuff they can fit but I think with a guy like JC Jackson uh, it's just tough like I don't, I don't know where if they lose him it's like man there's times when some of these other guys got injured in the secondary for the Pats and they look pretty thin uh, at corner in particular so I think ultimately. He's one that, um, at the end of the day, that Bel- Belichick's going to be willing to actually, uh, and the Pats will actually end up paying him up.
0: All right, um, there's a. Let's see. We'll, we'll round out the top ten here, and then we'll kind of mix and match some of the other guys and bring Sounds up good. just a couple of the, the noteworthy guys here. All right. So at seven, um, they have Mike Williams, uh, the wide receiver, that is, and uh, prediction of the Chargers return there for him obviously uh i mean he has just become someone that i think anyone would take at this point uh wide receiver wise he just uh has been fantastic another williams at number eight marcus williams from the saints um prediction there from pff is uh, a return to the saints as well Um, nine uh, orlando brown jr from the chiefs of course they also predict uh, he will be back there with a big um five-year deal for him perhaps and then Dylan, we come to number 10, a guy that uh, we have talked about a lot on this podcast over the past several years and have just wondered, and I did make a comment to you that I'll just say it, I, it's fine, like we we've picked on the Bears, M- maybe it changes, but I said, you know, Alan Robinson will be fine as long as he doesn't go back to the Bears, and I don't think he's going to turn, I don't think he's going to go back to Chicago. Um, I'm willing to give the new coaching staff a chance, as I said, but I just think it's like that it's the p t s d thing of um you know just kind of thinking about how he's been in this how this offense has been really over the past several years, and I think that's what kind of burned into your mind now that um even if everything changes i don't know if I want alan robinson to wait around to to wait for that change so um let's 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 get him somewhere where maybe he can have success and p f f predicts that that could potentially be the Dolphins um so that's an interesting group there I think the you know certainly the wide receivers are going to be the ones that, that get a lot of the attention just because I mean these are two guys that are you know potential game changers based on how they play to this point mm-hmm. but uh, I do find those two pretty fascinating and for Mike Williams potentially returning to the Chargers and where in the world does Allen Robinson end up
1: I think yeah when the Mike Williams stuff kind of started coming out that. Yeah, at least there were some rumors that they might not bring him back i was like this i was like what did like we not watch this whole season and what he he did with uh justin herbert i mean he yeah, i mean as much as keenan allen's a fantastic receiver it felt like at times mike williams was his guy and they had such an amazing connection and he stayed on the field more i mean just overall i think there's a chance that if they don't uh get a long-term deal they would tag him but Ultimately, I think they'll end up working that out. He's still kind of in that place. A little different situation with Robinson, given the tags he's had and where the Bears are at. And yes, you don't want to lose just a top Receiver like that for nothing, but I, it's getting to a point with their cap where they don't, they just aren't in a, cr- a crazy place to be able to keep him as much as you'd love to keep Justin Fields a top target. Um, they, they mentioned they talk about in the PFF article the lack of you know time that they were able to spend together. And obviously, as the season went on, as Fields started playing more, they yeah, it wasn't like Robinson was heavily featured. How much that was that on Fields? How much was that on just a scheme and different things? I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think as you, like you said, we've talked about this a lot. Dolphins are an interesting one. Um, I'm, I'm more intrigued because of the fact that they have Mike McDaniel coming in, uh, knowing that this guy uh, has routinely throughout his uh, coaching career coming up through the ranks found ways to utilize players to the best of their ability, knowing what their skill sets are, adjusting schemes for it. If they're able to get the offense line in a better spot, you're going to want a guy that... Uh, yeah, still at that point, you're not going to probably still be relying on Tua, at least at this point in his development, to be making so many reads uh, on every single play. You're going to want to p- have a ball winner. And, yeah, they have obviously Jalen Waddle kind of became their number one guy in a lot of the shorter routes, just getting the ball and letting him work with it. But I don't know. They don't have that red zone kind of threat and just. An all-around receiver like Allen Robinson, so yeah, I, I, you'd see why they would love him. Is a reason that a lot of teams would love him. This also the salary figure they predicted here: three years, forty-eight million. I mean, yes, I would take that in a heartbeat. I, I think that as we talked about last season, Robinson is just so talented. He just hasn't had a, a chance to play with a, a top quarterback necessarily. I don't know if, obviously, with the Dolphins, if two it ends up even being that. I don't know how much that ends up factoring in compared to money. Maybe at this point in his career, he is more focused on finding. Uh, a team that he feels like is ready to win now we'll see maybe the dolphins do become that quickly with mike mcdaniel uh some interesting stuff going on still there behind the scenes with their owner um but yeah going quickly at the other guys um yeah marcus williams uh, for the saints i mean that would be a tough loss for them but out of all the different things they have with their cap it would be uh, it's just hard to see especially they taught you know have dennis allen's now the new head coach yeah it just feels like he's such a key part of that system He's a guy that they're going to want to keep. But other teams would look at, even if there are some safeties in the draft that uh, other teams with a lot of cap space are probably uh, potentially targeting. And, yeah, for the Chiefs, I mean, they're the model franchise of what the Bengals are probably trying to do right now in terms of in, in a, you know immediately uh, in a one-off season just completely – spending money and loading up and making their offense line immensely better obviously d- drafting creed humphrey was a big part of that but um orlando brown also obviously has been very important for them i think they're going to keep shelling up money they're going to keep doing everything they can to keep that line in play and it's just yeah you know uh, as much as other teams uh, could go after brown i could see the money he's getting from the Chiefs matching up enough, and then you look at where he's at in, in his career and, and obviously wanting to keep winning there in Kansas City, it's a it's a tougher place to walk away from. The same way we talk about it, even with like Vaughn with the Rams. Like these when you're in a when you're in a team that is paying you, you love the culture, you're winning, I mean it's just tough to see uh too many teams coming in there and swooping an an Orlando Brown type type of talent tackle away from the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I think so too, and obviously we know Offense is a big big priority for the Chiefs, so yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens with that. But, yeah, some very interesting ones there in the top ten. All right, let's just kind of – and obviously we'll we'll talk more about a lot of these guys in the coming weeks, but we'll kind of pick and choose um, some of the, the rest, I guess, here, Dylan. I mean, if you look through this, let's say 11 through 20 on the list, there's some interesting names in there. Um, Jadavion Clowney, of course. Um, someone like Stefan Gilmore, uh, mm-hmm. who we know went to the Panthers, but – We'll probably have a new team uh there um the honey badger speaking of the chiefs um he's someone else that's going to be out there odell beckham mentioned him those are four in particular i think that are interesting um so yeah i guess t- take your pick on what you want to tackle from uh one of those four guys or any of those
1: oh man there yeah there's a lot of great names in here i think odell obviously they put the the, the rams want to bring him back and they predict that he would be back, and obviously, uh, Aaron Donald quite literally telling uh, the owner Stan Kroenke at the championship parade. I don't know if you saw this video. Aaron Donald posted on his, on his uh, personal YouTube, but I yeah, had some pretty uh, private, you'd think, conversations. Just straight up, right there, and it's quite. Liter- I mean, I, I know that they've been obviously drinking all day at the championship parade, but he's literally pulls over Stan Kroenke with. Von Miller and and Odell and is, like, straight up telling him, like, you bring these guys back, I'll be back and (laughs) all this stuff. Uh, And, obviously, that that message got quickly passed along uh, to Les Snead. You know, so that's part of it. Um, I think wanting to win and keep winning, maybe the injury, uh, you don't want to think that it has an impact, but given that he might not be ready for the – tip beginning of the season maybe that takes down his value year wise maybe at least wants to stay one more year try to you know compete one more year with the rams and then from there if if they give him a big enough one-year deal as they're predicting here i could definitely see that but i I think other teams are going to go after him and feel like um maybe in the right environment if they feel really confident in their culture i don't think a team that is in the that you know wasn't a playoff team or doesn't have Super Bowl expectations of bring them in. I think yeah you we saw with you know the Rams have done a good job of this in general, but um, I think other teams and winning cultures could potentially go after him. Some of the other names on this uh, next group, there yeah, there's a lot of intriguing names, but one that I think will have uh outside, outside of those four though that will have a ton of demand uh, potentially, uh, not maybe in the Armstead kind of. Um, it's a category, but I think Ryan Jensen's going to have like tons of teams just trying to pay him a ton of money. I think yeah. the Bears for sure are going to go after him. The Bengals, as they predict here, make a ton of sense. The Vikings make a ton of sense. I mean, there's just like a lot of teams that want that kind of center. We saw with how quickly uh, Corey Lindsley really helped uh, Justin Herbert and in the, in the Chargers and how important he's been to his development. And obviously, Herbert's a smart guy but he sees the field well, but seeing a center, uh, you know, some of these teams that have young quarterbacks that need that stability i mean jensen's one of the best in the league and i think for the price range that they're giving here yeah there's gonna be a lot of teams going after him um also another one where was it um on this list oh mike casecki at number 20 that's that's a guy that you know he is really good i think he could be kind of in that top five six tight end range if he is on the right team. Uh, They predict him going back to the Dolphins, but I don't know. I I think someone's going to spend up to take him. Maybe Mike McDaniel can pitch him on, you know, you're going to be my George Kittle here, Um, and and he gets uh, intrigued by that. But I don't know. I think – a team that you know, with their scheme, has benefited from uh, taking from when uh, when they hired Lombardi um, and the Chargers with their offensive system. I think that definitely they've had some okay, a pretty decent tight end play from Jared Cook. But man, if they could get, I guess Seki there, and they have a ton of cap space. I don't know. That's one that out of this group that I'm really looking at. There, yeah. There's a lot of really good names in this range. Like the, it's not like you know the top five are like insane early at least for some of the top five guys that we talked about but this range from like six to 20 i mean there's like really good players and with the cap space going up uh, uh there's gonna be a lot of competition for these guys um uh man tyron matthew going to the ravens out as they predict here <laughs> that would be something um going to one of the biggest rivals for the chiefs but we'll see i know uh that's one that i think if he even if he's had some issues with um with the Chiefs and some of the things that have gone on there. I, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to end up staying. But okay. I definitely see the intrigue for, for the Ravens and and for uh, Gilmore too. Um, a lot of teams are going to be, if they can't, if J.C. Jackson, as, I, as we talked about, ends up staying in um, New England, I think – Gilmore becomes one of the hotter candidates on this list. They also yeah, they had Carlton Davis in this range. Like, there, there are some guys. Uh, those two guys are definitely, you know, as we've talked about, there's not that many just lockdown Jalen Ramsey-type corners, and even those corners aren't going to be perfect. So, but you do need these guys. you got to have someone that can really, uh, in most matchups, give you a chance against some of these amazing wide receivers. And those are two guys that don't usually uh, come out of the market like this.
0: Beyond that, I mean, again, there's a lot of good players on this list. Yeah. Um, Dalton, Dalton Schultz is an interesting one. Uh, PFF prediction that he may wind up with the Jags. We know kind of the value he played to the Cowboys offense. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to me. Uh, Melvin Ingram is down here at 24. Uh, of course, he, he wound up with the Chiefs prediction that he could go to the 49ers. I, mean, I think to me that makes sense, right? The 49ers yep. would – I think defensively that makes a lot of sense. Um And then I think we can stop on these two for a second. Two more wide receivers here, uh, Michael Gallup and our guy, (laughs) A.B., Antonio Brown. Um, They're at 28 and 29 on this list. And Gallup, again, we talk about the Cowboys offense, um, you know, injury situation. uh, But, but, I mean, he's still a very talented player. They've got him with a prediction of the Lions as a possible landing spot for him. I mean, I guess, you know, if you want to – eventually go from being a whatever you know a third option or something like that to maybe being a, you know a top tier option that mm-hmm. i get it i mean that you know he would probably get some some decent money there and um so perhaps uh but i think there's a lot of possibilities and then it is antonio brown who last time we saw had his shirt off and running off the field um at uh, MetLife stadium uh the prediction and to my, in my honestly i think this is the only possibility that he plays again and that's the ravens which as we've discussed before dylan his um you know the potential friendship with lamar jackson and those kind of things um ab wants to play again i'm sure uh, it'd be another nice paycheck but to me i'm like this guy's running out of chances and landing spots i think the the ravens may be the only option left
1: uh, and it makes sense from a point of view of, from the ravens of they you know they've had some solid receivers marquise Brown's still solid Still have high hopes for Bateman, but I, I don't know. Like they, I think just uh, they got to be at least intrigued by the idea of what AB could bring them. We saw how you know what happened to the Bucks offense really um, without him. He ended up with especially with the injury to Godwin ended up being such a huge important player to have in just we see in the Super Bowl and Odell goes down for the Rams and like having that second like having like one two really good receivers can really change things for how you open up your your game plan so uh, yeah but at the end of the day it's still all the all the baggage but I think the the Ravens are the team that if he's going to be anywhere I mean that's been the most rumored team but it also makes the most sense I know uh, reporters of uh, cover the Ravens have kind of bounced back of there being anything any movement here yet from what I've read, um, but uh, I still could see it happening eventually. You, uh, you mentioned Gallup, though. I think he, if he's going to go to Detroit, he's going to need a little more money than two years' 25. <laughs> um, yeah. I think uh, he has a lot of potential. I know, yes, the, the injury, really just on such unlucky timing uh, there at the end of the season, um, but I still think teams can see what he brought. I mean, he's like, he just may be a little underrated because of who he was always playing alongside there in Dallas, and he wasn't a guy that tried to force his role too much but when he had to he's, you know games when when amari cooper was out uh different things uh, when cd lamb was struggling i mean gallup still a really good receiver um detroit yeah at the end of the day he'll probably take i, I see gallup more in that range where we're talking about the beginning like if a, a guy gets a ton of money or gets the, the, a deal that's just ridiculous they're going to take it um so i think if detroit does do that uh, he could make a lot of sense, but they might be targeting bigger fish. I'm not sure. One, yeah, the, the, one other name here that to mention, if I, you mentioned, yeah, Melvin Ingram with the Niners, but um, where is he? Lakin Tomlinson, yeah, from the Niners. I think that's one I, they haven't predicted to the Dolphins. I could see. Uh, with Jensen um, just because the Bengals they're you know it's really guard that they've struggled with their their center uh, you know not not a a great enough player that I'm easily able to just think of him off the top of my head I know that he kind of as the season went on Trey Hopkins played better Um, I think guard is more so where they might go so I could see Tomlinson he's one guy since the beginning of this all I'm like I think that's the guy if the the Bengals are going to look at some guys in the draft I'm sure but if they're going to sign someone of these top offensive linemen I think he is one that you look at Tomlinson, he gives you a shot at least at some of the better inside interior guys. I think he's one that, and he's obviously been a huge part of San Francisco's amazing uh, rushing attack the last few years, different system and everything. But I think Tomlinson, for sure, a guy the Bengals should be going hard at. Um, but yeah, the you know, offense lineman in general, it's very valuable. I think that's yeah. a team a lot of teams are going to be looking at as uh, one of their big focuses. But yeah, receiver, too. I mean, you can't, you, there's only so much you can do if you don't have one, two top playmakers out there. All right, as I said, we
0: could we could go through this entire list oh, one yeah. by one, but we're not going to. And so I'm going to give you three more players that I'm looking at here, and then we can wrap up with uh, any other couple maybe somewhere in there. Maybe I have four that I'm not thinking. Cordero Patterson is at 34 uh, here. You know, he's someone we talked a lot about this past year and sort of the Falcons and the role he had there. But um, prediction, PFF, uh, New York Jets perhaps and you and i were joking like he's played for everyone but he's actually played for five teams which uh as you mentioned before we started recording that's actually a lot in the nfl but uh (laughs) that would add another to the the list if he does wind up with the jets um i'm trying to think of who else i have here circled uh mostly offensive guys because we know they're going to get a lot of the attention Mm -hmm. Jameis is at 41 um you know that's another one Uh, their prediction is that he does return to the saints uh, on a one-year deal We'll see about that. 42 is Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, there's an interesting one a prediction with the Patriots for a one year deal. So. Um, well, it's interesting to think that he is down here at forty-two, and I know you'll talk about that in a second. But uh, after that, the other one I have is, of course, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, <laughs> prediction: the Bucks. Uh, which, uh, by the way, if you didn't know, they have a they have a quarterback to replace there. And um, <laughs> so, those four kind of stood out to me on the rest of this list.
1: Teddy makes sense in Tampa. Um, they they are, you know. The, I, I was we were joking about some of the comments Bruce Arians had recently um about blaine gabbert and how he's just yeah his record is not great but he hasn't had a good a te- as good a team as this i i'm sure that the bucks would still win games with with a lot of different qbs in there but man i i don't know i'd rather if i'm tampa you still feel like you can win now with some of the pieces you have i'd at least go after a guy like teddy i think he, you know still he's not a top end qb but i don't think he's in that range where he's at the bottom quarter of the league he's probably in that like 20-ish range um and, and for tampa they can still win a lot of games in that division. As we talked about, is pretty wide open. That would help a guy like they had. I think listed on here also Gronk potentially staying. Um, if they, depending on what the how the QB system goes, it's interesting that given he had retired and came back for Brady, that he might still play in Tampa potentially without him. But yeah, Juju. I mean, that one. It's like when when he played. Like they this he really helped the Sealers' offense. And he's as they mentioned here, he's still a young guy. I don't know like. I think the, he makes a ton of sense for the Pats. I think he makes a lot of sense for a lot of teams that need that kind of ball-winner guy. If we talk about the Dolphins with Allen Robinson, if they can't get him, I still could see Juju you know, making sense there. Um, I think there's a number of teams, and even for the Steelers, um, I don't know if he's probably going to go back there. It feels like his time there is over, but... Um, he's a guy that I I would not be surprised if he ends up making a little more money than we than this one-year eight million dollar deal. I don't know. Um, uh, maybe it's just me, but then you mentioned uh, Jameis. Yeah, the Saints make the most sense. He was rolling before he got injured this year, and even though you don't have Sean Payton calling the plays anymore, still gonna have the same system in place. So a lot of the same pieces. Uh, And, uh, you know, the offensive line, even losing uh, different pieces, potentially still going to be probably a top 10 unit as they always are. They've well coached team. Uh, I don't know if Jameis is going to be quite ready to take that leap elsewhere. I know we've talked about Tampa being a fit for him. That would be fun. I would love to see him going back there and see how he does um, with some of the things he learned in New Orleans. But I don't know. Um, That one's just a tough one. It's kind of the follow looking at the rest of the list. Cordell Patterson, you know, the the one team that for me, talking about uh, given the role he played and then what the coach wants to do and how he's already had a ton of success building a a scheme for a receiver kind of hybrid to – to run is is Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins. I, I know they mis- yeah. They mentioned the Jets here, but I could see him looking at what Patterson did. He's not Debo, like obviously Debo's first team All Pro, but he was kind of already doing had this kind of role before uh, Mike McDaniel around the midpoint of the season. Really started drawing up run plays to include him. So that's Miami's maybe a team that for me, I look at and see all the speed they already have. Uh, and I, I still do think they need that like number one kind of possession uh, all around receiver, like an Allen Robinson, even as, even if he's a little disrespected here in my mind and Juju, but um, yeah, I think Patterson there would make a lot of sense. The jets do make sense too. Uh, obviously they have Mike LaFleur and he's part of the same kind of group of guys came from uh, the Niners all over with solid. So Uh, same kind of thing where I think those two teams and those two guys that I'm pretty sure Michael Ford and Mike McDaniel have worked together quite a bit Uh, they might be the the ones that are battling it out for Cordero but maybe maybe they'll also be looking ahead to the draft you, you know it's not like when Uh, Debo got drafted people really across the league thought he was going to become what he has he's been otherwise he would have been drafted a lot higher Um, that happens for a lot of guys but maybe those guys will identify the next person and not feel like they need to spend but I think Cordell Patterson will yeah hopefully somewhere whoever wherever he signs I'm sure he'll be looking and his agent will be looking at a place that plans to at least utilize him in some sort of similar way and and understands that he's going to be more than just a receiver he's going to be mostly a running back and fantasy owners will be happy hopefully wherever he ends up
0: (laughs) Yep, uh, we'll see. But, yeah, like we said, there there's so many different guys, and we'll obviously talk more about these as we move forward because they're, um, you know, free agency is just so hard to predict, as we've we talked about over the years. It's like you just have no idea where some of these guys are going to end up. So it should be fun, Dylan. And, uh, of course, uh, you guys will have it all covered as we, again, gosh, we're not even that far away from the draft at this point. I know. <laughs> um, so it's it's wild to think about. But free agency, the draft, all coming up. And uh, you'll have it all covered over at ClutchPoints.
1: Yeah, ClutchPoints.com and the ClutchPoints app at the NFL section. You can follow all of our NFL coverage, a lot of stuff looking over, just predictions for the offseason for all these teams, some moves that we think that these teams should make. And, yeah, really soon probably – by next week, we'll start having our series going over quite literally all 50 of these guys on this list and probably some more are going over the best uh, landing spots and possible signing destinations. Uh, you'll at that point probably be able to just look up 2022 NFL free agency on Clutchpoints.com and get all of those, uh, all those articles there ready for you. Um, probably make one master list also to make it a little easier to, to jump through and see those things. But yeah, tons of tons of stuff been really busy just already with our, off-season coverage and you know obviously you can follow nba games in the clutch points app hopefully mlb this week doesn't gets to a point where they can have their collective bargaining agreement come together and not have games suspended that would be nice or at least regular season games we have already delayed the narrow uh, spring training but if those whenever those games happen you can follow them in the clutch points app and obviously yeah nba uh going large and in charge and we'll have a lot of betting content for the the uh, ncaa tournament which i know you'll be covering heavily but yeah we're we've got definitely the most coverage we've ever done at clutch points for college basketball already this year and it's only going to amp up in the next uh, few weeks here
0: yep be sure to check it all out fun time of year for sports uh, hopefully the mlb will decide that it should also be a fun time of year for them as well uh but uh, i am not optimistic ever when it comes yeah. to uh major league baseball but uh yes check it all out at clutch points and uh, everything else uh, again be sure to subscribe to the podcast Uh, Any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on Establish the Pass.